Welcome to the Good Boy Podcast, the monthly dog story telling show. I'm your host, Ilya Alexeyev, and today I am joined uh, with a special guest and uh, for a couple different reasons. Uh, I am with uh, a former uh, co-worker of mine, Jonathan. How's it going? Hello. I'm, I'm great. You have an extremely interesting dog. Yes, very interesting dog. <laughs> uh, and I, and I've I've barely like briefly met your dog, but just from what I what from people have told me and what you've told me, some interesting thing, some interesting things. So you have a Shiba Inu named Suki, correct? That's correct. And I like to say that I got um you know I I got into Shibas before they were cool. Yeah, and so uh so how old is she? Um, she's. 12 years old. Uh, we got her, I think, what, 2008-ish? And she was about eight weeks at that point. Um, yeah, she's about 12. And so, uh, other, you know, obviously everyone wants uh, a puppy, right? Like, or a dog in general. Uh, so what, like, what was your, uh, what actually pushed you to get a dog? Okay, so this is really interesting. Um, when this was earlier in my marriage, I've been I've been married for fifteen years now. So at the time, we were about three years married, me and my wife, and we we didn't want kids at the time. Um, and we thought, well, we do want some something cute in the house. Uh, so why not a dog? And it, 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 the the question of of um, breed was kind of up in the air. We didn't want something too big, not something too small. We were thinking, um, what breed should we get? Um, I think at one point we were like, should we get a Jack Russell? Um, those are pretty cute, right? But, but the way it actually ended up happening, it's, it's kind of a funny story. So I, I was getting a haircut, um, at my local barbershop and, um, this, the Shiba Inu just walked in. This, I mean, I didn't know it was a Shiba back then. I was just like, what is this foxy looking dog? He just walked in off the street uh, into the barbershop and came right up to me and just looked at me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, wh- who's, whose dog is this? Like, what is this? And uh, the owner came in um, shortly after to grab the dog. I, tr- I tried to, I tried to reach out and, and, and pet the dog and just kind of ran away. Um, the fact that it was off leash is a little like crazy to me, you know, knowing the breed, but, but it was that moment when I locked eyes with this adorable little dog that I was like, I got to find out what dog this is. And that's the one we're getting. Um, and I think, I think it was around the same time that Caesar Milan was like aired this one episode where he was, you know, helping this lady who had a Sheba who, uh, was always bolting. And I was like, "What? What? What dog is that? I think that's the same dog. That that foxy dog. Let's get one of those." And that's that's basically how it started. That's how we decided to uh, to get a Shiba. And so, uh, where did you said she was eight weeks? Yes. And so, where did you actually get her? So we we got her from um, there is at the time. I don't think they breed anymore, but there is. Um, a show dog breeder in Campbell um, that we reached out to. Um, they did Shiba and Akita. Um, and we, I think we were told that we had to get on a waiting list. 
So we got on a waiting list and we were expected to wait at least six months, but then someone backed out and then that's how we got Suki. So we, I think we only ended up waiting like a month. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, but Campbell, California, it was like CNL show dogs. Her, her father was like a champion of something. Um, and he came directly from Japan. Um, so she had a pretty good pedigree. And so, uh, did you, so was it, since you wanted this particular breed, did you just like, oh, dog's available, we're going to get it? Or were you like, well, let's meet the dog and see, or were you just like, we're getting a puppy like, this is the breed we want? Um, we definitely just like dove in head first. Like it didn't, I didn't really, and you know, there is some risk there when you're, it's your first dog. Like any Shiba owner will tell you that a Shiba is not a great first dog. Um, and we we heard that, we read that, and we were like, we don't care. I like, uh, like I feel a connection with this breed. Like I gotta have one. Um, so we did meet Suki before taking her home. Like, but um, we had already put money down on her, so oh, okay. like, it was gonna happen. And uh, growing up, did you? have dogs in your house no um i had a i had a a rabbit at one point <laughs> that was the that was the furriest thing i ever had in my house as a child and then what about <laughs> your uh, wife no pets okay so yeah so this was just we were totally going into this like complete noobs and so do you remember like when you first brought her in your house and like, like how she acted or like how you felt like kind of like paint a picture. Yeah. Uh, so when we first, I, I still have a picture of her when I f- first, like on the first moments that we spent with her, like when we brought her in the car and um, that was when like that, that was when the first iPhone was a thing. So it's like, Oh, I can actually take a cell phone picture of her. Uh, yeah. And so oh, wow. I have this really, really crappy, noisy photo of her um, first getting in the car from my crappy iPhone camera. Um, and she looked she looked really sad, uh, just separated from her litter. Um, I remember I remember we were just kind of freaked out, like, does she need to pee? Like, when does she need to pee? I don't know. You know, she, she would start whimpering and would pull the car over and like let her go to a patch of grass. Like, um, so there's this constant, like, Oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, when we got her home, I think we were just really stressed out because, you know, she wasn't potty trained yet. Um, and so she'd pee on the floor. Yeah. And, and, um, she would, she would, um, you know, bite stuff and want to go through stuff. And so you're like, okay, I got to keep her in the kennel. Um, but then she hated being the, like to this day, you cannot contain her. Um, and, and actually she was a pretty famous for being escape artists. Like that you can't put them in cages or whatever. They just hate it. Um, especially Suki. So, um, we had to, it, it was this constant kind of, Oh, do we put her in the kennel and have her like fuss the whole time, or do we let her out and she just destroys everything? Uh, <laughs> so, 
uh, it was it was really really stressful for the first you know couple of weeks um, when she'd have an accident or something like that. You know, you have this feeling like, oh, I guess I'm I guess I suck at taking care of dogs and I'm really bad at training. <laughs> like, you know, you go through all these things yeah. and, and looking back, it's really funny. Like we we laugh about it. Um because if we were having if we were to have another dog today, like it would be not we would not freak out so much. But uh, mostly being really freaked out. But also it was just so much fun. She was she was such a hoot. Like she was when we would take her out. Oh my God, we took her out like, like the second day. No, it was the next day after we brought her home. We just kind of took her out to um, an outdoor mall. And like back, back then you didn't, you didn't see Shibas around. Like they're everywhere now, but back then people, it was just mind blowing to see a Shiba puppy. Um, And she looked like a little teddy bear. And it was just like people, would just it was like being a celebrity or something. We were just we were just trying to walk through it and shop, but people were just completely hounding us. Um, and she also looked like a like because of the pointy ears, like from the and the fact that she's kind of orange, like from the back she looked like a cat. It's like what's the so, big cat doing here? <laughs> yeah, so so we, you know we'd be holding her and like out to eat or something like that, and people would be like, you'd hear people say, "Is that a cat?" <laughs> And we kind of turn her around. They're like, oh, my God, that's a dog. But um, she was, like, mind-blowingly, ridiculously cute when she was a puppy. Like, <laughs> we just we couldn't go anywhere with her without being, like, completely hounded. It, it, was, it was great. I definitely know what you mean, like, by the celebrity thing. So uh, how I experienced that is when we got our second dog, like, going for a walk when you have two dogs, people are like, Oh, those are great dogs. Like people always have a comment. If you have two dogs, like where I live, exactly. <laughs> there are like tons of people with dogs. So it's like, whatever, that's just a co- cool dog. But it's like, Whoa, two dogs. That's like double. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's like, you get like way more attention for like, for whatever reason. Um, and of course, well, and of course puppies, uh, always grab attention. Uh, definitely. I think, you know, puppies are definitely worth two dogs. You know, yeah, that's yeah there's, there's got to be like a uh, some sort of conversion chart somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, so at first, were you like, did you think it was like it was going to be easier to train a dog or like handle a dog? Did I think it was going to be easy? Well, so we did we did do kind of our due diligence and reading up about the breed, like, um, and the training techniques, and you know, we really put a lot of effort into educating ourselves. Uh, particularly about um, Shiba Inus, but um, did did we think it was going to be difficult? Yes, because um, we kind of going into it knew that Shibas were uh, tend to be very independent um, and headstrong and difficult to train. Um, even to this day, like you know, getting her to come to you is like a mixed bag. Uh, she anything you ask her to do is kind of like, well, what's in it for me? Uh, but, but we also took her to lots of like, we did a lot of classes with her, like training classes, behavior classes, um, got her super socialized. Um, so we, I think we knew going in that it was going to be a challenge. So it it didn't, we weren't too freaked out when we were really kind of getting into it with her. 
Okay. Like, because, like, every time, like, we've gotten a new dog, it, it, for us, it's, like, you're always, like, oh, yeah. Like, I just forgot, like, all these different things that I have to be aware of. Like, oh, he might uh, want to chew whatever, my shoes, or, like, just, like, all sorts of, like, random things that you forget. And you're, like, oh, yeah, it's I have to, like, re rechange the house. Like, when we got uh, – my dog Dewey, like he was nine years old and he like ran away, like, <laughs> like right away. And we're like, oh yeah, because our other dog knows he lives here. Like he doesn't try to escape, so he doesn't even bother. But this one is, is looking for a way out. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, she's not, she's not this way anymore, but Suki was definitely a bolter. Um, if, if there was an open door, she was gone. And we did have we did have a couple of scares um, when she was a puppy, and when she's a, you know, these days she's you know not as fast, but like you know when when they're six months old, they're, you're never gonna catch them. Yeah. Uh, so I I had times where she would go out the front door, and uh, I would just get in the car and have I'd have to drive past her. <laughs> She's just full. She's just full speed down the sidewalk, and I'd have to drive past her, like park, or pull over, or double park, whatever, and then uh, get out in front of her and just try to tackle. I, I've literally tackled her in the middle of the street. <laughs> um, I've had her bolt out of um, her puppy play group, you know, get out of our hands and just bolt away, and um, like in the middle of uh, of the middle of the mission district in San Francisco, you know, crazy traffic, like, you know, um, four lanes, cars coming. I'm, I'm going across the street. Like it's like in, in one of those movies where you're, they're like yeah. running across the street, their hand out and cars are going, you're like, wait, wait. <laughs> and, and, uh, that's happened a few times. And, and that, that wasn't very fun. There's always that you, you're, there's always that in the back of your mind, like, you can see your dog getting hit by a car and you're just desperate um, and running as fast as you can and you just can't catch them and they think it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a game for you. It's like, do I power walk? Like how yeah. fast can I power walk before they start thinking it's more of a game? And like, if I run, they right. definitely know it's a game. And if I walk too slow, will she yeah. like go beyond the yeah. horizon? Yeah, and I'll, I'll just... You won't be able to catch up. <laughs> Uh, we we learned something kind of effective as long as with, she's within like throwing range. Um, she bolted out of a park and tried to get across the street, and then <laughs> my wife was like chasing her and threw her jacket at her. And as soon as the jacket like kind of grazed her, uh, you know, her backside or whatever, she stopped. Oh, so like it hit her, and then she stopped. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Oh, what was that?" You know, and then we were able to catch her. So, so. <laughs> So that became a little bit of an effective means of if she was, was to scurry or away or something like that. If she, she was at least within range of like a thrown garment, um, you could you could like kind of interrupt that bolting process just long enough to grab her. So, you know, we, we did have a couple of scares and then we kind of like got really, really careful with her. Um, but as the years went by, I think by the time she was like three years old like she was surprisingly um she's not a bolter anymore like we could actually go 
um, to an off-leash dog park with her um, or to the beach or, or whatever um, and just have her off-leash. And she would kind of, you know, younger in – when she was younger, she might stay with us but just kind of like stay within a, a, a pretty significant geofence like a hundred yards, but she would, she would, she would keep her eye on us though, you know, and not, and not like just go over the horizon. Um, and then as she got older, like four or five, six, that geofence became smaller and smaller to where like we could go to go hiking or something like that, where off off leash dogs are allowed. And she would just kind of, you know, stay, stay close to us. Which is pretty surprising, again for 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 this particular breed. Um, so, and now, and now it's like it, she's really like that. Like we could walk her off, off leash if we wanted to, although we don't. That's irresponsible. But if we wanted to, we could, and she wouldn't like you know run away. So uh, I was gonna save this for later, but uh, you kind of prompted me. So you you met, you mentioned garment, and you probably are gonna know where I'm going with this. So <laughs> someone someone told me, uh, you know, oh yeah, Jonathan's on Wikipedia. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, <laughs> his his dog's a meme. I was like, what? <laughs> so do do you wanna do you wanna like, you know, go into it and ex- explain all that? <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, before the Instagram days, uh. You know, Flickr was kind of a big thing. And, you know, since I'm a photographer, that's that's it used to be kind of a hub for I don't know what it is now. Um it just like Instagram used to be kind of photography focused and now it's just kind of just like a Michael. small Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's yeah, it's very different now. But Flickr used to be like a lot about, you know, photography and, and that's that's actually how I, I made a, a lot of friends um who are interested in the same, you know, uh you know, artistic expression as me. Um, so, you know, I've always been interested in photography, but it really kind of picked up in, um, you know, 2009 or 10, like shortly after I got Suki, um, I started really getting back into photography, especially digital photography. I'd, you know, shot on film before that. Um, I was particularly interested in, um, in kind of, um, you know, off-camera strobe lighting techniques. And so as I was, de- I was developing, you know, kind of a, uh, my skills with that, you know, the obvious subject was like my brand new dog. Um, so, I, you know, you see, you see a lot of people do kind of, you know, you know, complex lighting situations with human beings all the time. And I thought, you know, I'm going to take those same uh, techniques and, um, and just do like a project where I shoot some ridiculous photo of my dog every week for, for 52 weeks for like the whole year. <clears throat> and that was kind of a thing on, on Flickr back then. So, you know, certain photographers would be do, Oh, I'm doing my 52 week project. <clears throat> so for me, it was for, it was for, for Suki. So my, my, and it was for, for me, what I wanted it to, to make sure it was very like strobe lighting focused um, and so, you know, one of those weeks, uh, we, I was just constantly trying to come up with something new and fresh for every shot. Uh, and one of those, 
for one of the weeks, I, I thought, let me um, l- let's do something like where I'm lighting her with with an off camera light. We're outside at night, and there's like, you know, some some street lights off in the distance that'll look like like a super bokeh effect. And you know, let's throw a scarf on her too, <laughs> because that'll be cute. Um, so so we went out at night, um, and uh, I took I took like a longer lens, like a seventy two hundred. Um, I had I had an off camera hot shoe flash uh, situation going with, through a softbox, and uh, and I found some like really condensed like traffic signal lights somewhere in the city. And I kind of just placed placed them behind her. So it was creating this sort of like rainbow of bokeh lights like over her head and um, just kind of started shooting away. And I got this particular shot where she looked really like kind of, she was kind of looking up and to the left and kind of like, I'm so cute. I'm so, um, I'm so hipster with her scarf. And I posted that and um, I actually didn't know that it became included in the Doge meme. So, you know, obviously there's the other, there's the, there's the Doge, which is like, I think his name is um, Kabosu or something like that. And he's in Japan and he's that one where he's like doing that side eye. And so that's like Doge. But then also, that image of Suki that I did with the scarf and the lights, you know, someone had put a bunch of like doge words over it and that got around. And I didn't even know that um, until, until a workmate pointed it out. He, he was like, Hey, isn't this your dog? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, if you, if you go to know your meme and you look for doge, uh, you'll see Suki. If you scroll down. Yeah, no, I, I see it right here. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, you, so the coworker told you about it. Like, I mean, I haven't really used Flickr too much. Like, uh, did like do they have like analytics for like pe- how many people have like viewed your picture? And like, did you see like any like whoa like so many people have seen this picture like way more than normal? Yeah, they do. So you know, F- Flickr used to have this thing called the Explore page. You know, I, I think they still have it. But like, if if you're it's kind of like the trending page um, for for Flickr, and so I just kind of noticed that Suki kept on getting on that front page, like a lot, um, and so that drove a lot of traffic to to um, to my account and to my photos, and I think that was I don't know if I ever noticed the spike, but it was it was just a lot af- after she started getting on that trending page, um, and. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I also had a blog though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a blog too, and that got a lot of traffic. Um, on, I think I did a particular post with her with that image, and I think I saw a spike there. And that was a Word WordPress blog that I don't really maintain anymore. I mean, who? Yeah. Does anybody really do blogs anymore? I don't know. But um, <laughs> and was this just like a personal blog, or was it like for your photography stuff? It was a little bit of both. Okay. It was mostly about photography, though. Like I would do, um, I would do, <laughs> I would do like camera reviews and stuff back in the day before cam- before people did like vlogging, yeah. camera reviews, 
that. So I would review cameras. Um, and, you know, when I first started, it was just cameras that I would buy, lenses that I would buy. Um, and it's funny because, like, <laughs> uh, I remember, you know, obviously we, were, we both worked at the same place for a long time. And it was it's about photography equipment. And um, I actually remember, I think it was it was Rico, you know, one of our workmates. He was like, "Hey, I was I was searching for how to do a certain something with a Fuji camera, <laughs> and your blog was the first hit." So, um, whoa! If if you want to know how to do high speed sync um, flash with the Fuji X100, um, you'll probably find my blog. Um. So. So, what was your kind of like general? reaction like when you saw like you kept seeing it on like the trending page were you just like surprised or were you like happy like what was it what were you thinking i mean it was pretty cool i mean uh i imagine i imagine it's what it feels like if you get a lot of views on your youtube video or something like like that obviously there's no money that came from it um but um it felt pretty cool i i think the 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 greatest part about it wasn't so much that, um, oh, look at all this attention I'm getting. I, th- I think uh, it's it's that I was able to connect with even more people because of it, um, particularly with other people who who love photography. So it wasn't like a, oh, I, I'm liking this fame situation. It was yeah. it was like oh, more people know me now, and so I know more people, and like now I'm networking more and and learn. And you know, I have, I still have friendships today that I made. Um, in those Flickr days because, you know, Suki kind of blew up for a second. She had her moment of fame. Yeah, that's like an interesting <laughs> thing. You know, like, Because it's just kind of like, it, it, see, it seems like, especially back then, it was more of just kind of like, you just were like contributing to like a community. Like obviously, you know, you, know, you had a, a, a blog, uh, but, you know, like on Flickr, you, you just like, I want to like share my work with people and it's not so much of like to necessarily get something um which i don't know if we still have if things are still the same now i mean that's sort of a different topic but it's it's definitely cool that uh i think it's awesome like that that happened um like that's something i would want like i want to contribute to like this cool thing like i don't necessarily want to be like the most popular like dog account or something like that like with like yeah. a current with like a current uh lens on it um so uh yeah so anyway so i looked this up like a while ago before i even did this show and i was like oh that's weird <laughs> jonathan's on wikipedia um when did you <laughs> know you were on wikipedia um like i said it's well it was it was when the um, one of my workmates mentioned it. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I think I think he saw her somewhere. I can't. And then just started googling her, and you know, found her on Wikipedia, and found me, found my my name there somewhere. And um, and it actually wasn't. Yeah, that's when I found out, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Um, but th- there was a certain, of course, photographer side of me that was like, "Oh man, my image got stolen." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah because it's like that's such an easy like that's like the biggest concern uh in like the digital age right where it's like 
something I made got traction and then like people are just using it or, you know, people can use it for, you know, like obviously a meme is like harmless, but like for, I don't know, whatever. Um, Especially like that. Let's see. 2000. I mean, that was a little bit past like the, like, right. I would say that was like right after kind of like the lime wire days where that was kind of not as popular. Um, where people, it's just like so easy. Like people were just taking stuff and had like no care or like thought that like, oh, this is like, anyone had no idea about like internet rights or whatever. Um, yeah. So uh, in the Doge Beam Wikipedia article, it there's a link to a Verge article. So what? How? What was that? Like, how was that being like? Uh, interviewed for like an article. Oh man, I completely forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone at Vox Media reached out to me. I I remember that now. Um, and they were like, "Hey, I want to interview you about about Suki." Um, and you know, actually, it was just like this. It was it was kind of like just a conversational format. We talked for about an hour about Suki, and then he just you know cut a bunch of what I said into an article on The Verge. I completely forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dis, dis, let's see. December 31st, 2013. Wow. Um, and I think 2013 is the year that Suki went to the Webby Awards. And that that might be the reason why I got that attention. Um, she went to represent the Doge meme as the meme of the year. Um, <laughs> because obviously they they couldn't really get, you know, the side-eye Kabosi Doge to fly all the way from Japan to New York. Yeah. Um, but, but they called us to do it and we totally did it. And it was funny. Um, that's a, that's a whole other story. I mean, go into that. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we got, we just got reached out to by the organizers of the Webby awards for 2013. They said, Hey, we'd really like to have your dog, (laughs) your dog, like walk the red carpet and, um, be in the show and take pictures with the celebrities. Um, and it was like all expenses paid. So they, they flew us all out there, um, paid for the hotel and all the transportation and Suki. That's the only time I've been on a red carpet. Um, and it was pretty wild to like walk down there and like have people, you know, be on the other side of that, you know, all those flashing lights (laughs) Yeah, with, with my dog and like, you know, it, it's kind of funny because normally the photographers are kind of up high and they're taking pictures of people, you know, just standing yeah. and like Suki walking by, they all had to crouch down low. <laughs> like um, we had certain like, you know, the news reporters were there and they would like, like they would like kneel down and like hold a mic up to Suki like like they were interviewing her. And it was just so bizarre and funny. <laughs> um, so once we got through the red carpet, we actually went to the green room and she met Patton Oswald, took a picture with him. Um, we have a picture with her in Questlove and George Takei. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and um, I, I still remember when she met George Takei, uh, he was like, whoa, Japanese dog. And <laughs> it was great. And you're, and you're uh, a big Star Trek guy, so... Oh yeah, I was. Oh my god, my mind was blown. <laughs> it, it, was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, and I, who else was there? Fred Arm. Fred Armisen was there. 
Uh, what was this? Of the course, Webby Awards. The Webby Awards. It's it's like a it's an award show for the internet, you know. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, of, so I've it's heard of it. I, and it's crazy. Like really famous people go there. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, it was. We totally went to that. Um, that was c- quite an experience. I, and and on our way out, uh, she definitely peed on the red carpet. I, I think that was the funniest part. <laughs> Uh, what year was it? Did you say 2013? This was 2013. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm looking at the 2013 Webby awards. Um, and they, did they fly you out there? They did. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And it's like, I'm, I mean, like you have to go to that. It's like, why not? Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, like I wasn't going to turn that down. Um, it was, it was kind of a whirlwind and pretty stressful. You know, because you can you can really relax the whole time. You're trying to you're trying to handle the dog, and like, there's all this stuff going around. There's famous people everywhere. There's photographers and lights, and like, it was it was a lot, and everybody wanted a picture with Suki. Like, <laughs> uh, it was pretty insane. So a lot of it was just Suki in front of a step and repeat, and like, <laughs> waiting for celebrities to come up and take a picture with her. It's like, who's the famous person here? I don't know. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Did, did, did the Doge meme win? It did. It got meme of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't see, I'm trying to see the full, here we go. Full list of the winners. Uh, that's crazy. And you're like, it's like an awkward thing though. Cause it's like, Oh, they're here for like, like quest love met your dog. Like he like yeah. kind of met you, I guess. Right. But like. Right. It's like it's like a weird thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know it was all about Suki. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's my dog, but it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't me that was famous. It was her. Yeah. It, it was, it was super bizarre, <laughs> but it was also kind of nice because I don't think you know I'm just a normal ass person. I don't think, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I would have liked all the attention. I'm not, I'm not about that life. Um, so it was, it was kind of nice to to just kind of take a step back and let Suki be famous. <laughs> just be satisfied with that. So like just in all your time, like going for walks, do people ever say like, Oh, like not even that they necessarily recognize her, but like they, they know Shiba Inu's like Doge meme. Do people say stuff like that to you? Like all the time? Yeah, it's actually, it actually happens so much that you, you get kind of like, like, oh, yeah, I never heard that one before, you know, kind of thing. Especially, but especially kids. Like, <laughs> anytime kids see Suki, it's like, oh, Doge, Doge. Um, it's kind of tapered off a little bit since the meme is getting a little old. But it still does happen. It's mostly with, like, youths. Oh, okay. Well, you got to have a new, like, you got to have a new picture that takes off, you know, like, it, it, it needs to be reinvigorated. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's been mentioned a couple of times that you're a photographer. And so, uh, what do you think that's like to be a photographer and have a dog? Cause like, obviously every, like since smartphones have become a thing, like you, like everyone has one, people take all sorts of pictures of dogs, but of course, like the phones aren't always the best or the people are just, you know, hitting, you know, just taking the picture, but you know, it could be like the worst photo ever. So what's it like to be able to take like 
great pictures of your dog? Um, it's definitely harder than the results kind of, the results don't tell the story. Like, so, so sometimes people would ask me, oh, how in the world did you get that photo of your dog? Like, how did you get her to pose that way? How did you get, you know, um, and the reality is that, that behind the scenes, it is like a train wreck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I might, I might take Suki out for, you know, during the project and, um, and I might take hundreds of photos of her to get one shot that, that looks good. So e- even though it looks like she's doing this amazing pose, I just kind of got lucky with the timing and, um, or kind of learned how to read her body language or when she was going to do a certain thing and finally got the timing right. And sometimes you, I'd get the timing right and I'd, I'd totally, you know, mess up the exposure or the focus is off. And so I'm like, damn it, that, that was almost perfect. Um, but it, it's taking, taking photos of dogs and, you know, through this, I made friends with a lot of professional dog photographers it, and um, you come to know, um, I mean, there are people who are much better at taking photos of dogs than me. Um, people at people that I connected with who actually do it for a living, uh, for a living and really know, you know, how to get the best out of a dog, um, for a photo. Um, and, um, but the theme is, is, is always the same. It's, it's extremely difficult and kind of crazy. Um, the, I, I can actually, some of the, some of the most difficult shoots I do with Suki where people are like, wow, that's, um, you make it look so easy are, are the ones like where she's at the beach and I look kind of lighter with light and like there's a sunset and it's like really dramatic. But, but in those photos, I'm, I can remember me and my wife being pretty miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it was extremely cold and, and out in the beach it's during the sunset, you know, in San Francisco, we don't have those like warm sunsets. It's not, not uh, LA. <laughs> it's not LA. You know, I'm, I'm lying prone you know, in wet sand, you know, uh, and, you know, trying to adjust my lighting and get my focus and, you know, the lights going down, we only have a certain amount of window and like, yeah, I took that, I took, I took the, the project very seriously, but because of that, like when you, when you keep trying to push the envelope and and do something more ridiculous, um, (laughs) I mean, I, looking back now, I'm like, oh, that was really funny. But there, are, there were moments where I'm like, this is <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, and then, but there is something kind of satisfying about getting something you like out of it. Um, but it's not, it's not as easy as just like, oh, um, strike a pose and and hit that shutter button. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot more hit and miss. Yeah. Than, than you might and think. And it's not like it's not even like taking a, like a portrait of a person, right? Because like you have like very little control of how, like, even if they're not like moving, like walking around, like where they're looking, like, like it's so hard to, uh, manage that. Um, you know, I take pictures every once in a while and, you know, just sitting around, Oh, I'll get a picture of the dog. And even like they move so much and their heads and their, or they'll move, go towards you and then like your focus is all off and it's just like like I have so many I probably deleted most of them but so many bad phone pictures of dogs like 
It's like, oh, he's just standing right in front of me, and he keeps moving, or he's, like, licking me. It's like, man, like. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of the good thing about the fact that I use strobe lighting so often. It You tend to have a little bit more control over um, freezing your subject. Um, because the dog's just going to squirm and move and, and do her thing. Um, the way I kind of approached it is I'm not going to, you know, already you're not in a studio. I'm trying to, you know, my project was kind of like bringing the studio to the field, um, and taking studio like portraits in, in an outdoor environment and different outdoor environments. So, um, there's, you, you basically have very little control, just like you said, especially because it's a dog. So it, it was more about kind of letting Suki do her thing and kind of moving the studio around her. I had my wife with me holding the off-camera light. Or, you know, and, and after a while, you know, she actually got really good at understanding, like, where the light had to be placed to get, you know, the lighting pattern that we were looking for. Um, and uh, just, just kind of moving around her until until um, she did something kind of interesting or... Um, or whatever, and I guess we are also kind of lucky in in that Shebas tend to be very kind of regal. Um, yeah, so they're na- and so she's naturally kind of posing almost. Yeah, she's always kind of posing. She, um, and so when she's standing, she's like super straight up and like her tails up and like she's kind of looking out and she's she's kind of just bred for that. Uh, so that that definitely helps. And not to say that she's not derpy because yeah. she can be very derpy too. But like. But most of the time, if she's just sitting there or she's just um, standing there, she's got this kind of presence. Um, and so I'm just kind of usually when I'm taking a photo of her, I'm waiting for that presence to show up um, and um, and just capture that. So uh, another point I just want to make about what I think interesting about the photography um, aspect of it is like for me, like uh, I – I don't know if nostalgic is the right word, but like, I like to like, kind of like have like memories kind of like preserved. And so like, I look back to like the dog we had growing up and it's like, we barely have like any pictures of her, uh, you know, cause it was just, it was film, you know, and it's like, you're going to use all your film just to take pictures of the dog, you know, like in the house. <laughs> and so I think it's awesome that you, you know, you could, you could easily have like, even if it's one picture, one good picture of like throughout like each year or whatever. And then like, you could really see like, Oh man, like this is like how she looked throughout her life. Yeah, definitely. And digital, digital did kind of pave the way for that. And honestly, you know, as, as hard as it, as it is to take a photo of a dog with an iPhone. Um, I mean, the iPhone really did it too. I, I got Suki at the same time that, you know, the iPhone was like a year old and, um, yeah, the phone, the, the camera was really crappy back then, but I still have some, you know, as long as you had enough light, yeah. I still have some decent, uh, decent photos of her, like as a puppy with my iPhone, because, you know, m- the only alternative I had back then was my DSLR and you're not going to just, you're just not going to take that around all the time. Yeah. Um, and even, even today, like I don't take my legit cameras with me everywhere. Um, and of course iPhone has come a really, really long way, but, but there are certain things that you just want to capture to as, as, 
as a memory sort of thing. Uh, and it's funny because like that didn't come become very important to me until maybe the last few years, like the snapshot thing. I was one of those photographers like, eh, snapshots, you know, that's not art. But it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like sometimes you want to just um, preserve memories and, and you know, um, and, and photos are great for that. Yeah, like I have some... I have some pictures that I like of my dog where he's just doing a like a funny pose and it's like like artistically it's not like the best lighting and all of that but it's like I got him a clear picture of him in this pose and so like I can I can enjoy that. Uh totally. So uh you used to live in San Francisco and um can you just touch on briefly kind of like the dog culture in San Francisco? Um, yeah, let me think about that. Cause like, um, like what, what always comes to my mind is like seeing on the news about how like, uh, and I don't even have all the, like the full details on this, but like, oh, you're not a dog owner, you're a dog guardian. And just kind of like, there's like a whole different mentality with the dog human relationship in San Francisco than maybe like other areas. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm not sure if I was exposed to it that much. When we got Suki, um, of course, we we did take her to a lot of classes. I'm not sure if we had a lot of friends at the time who had dogs. So, you know, we'd get the occasional kind of like, um, we'd get the occasional kind of judgy comments if we were, if people thought we were like not doing something right. But um, also when we got Suki, like, I feel like social media wasn't really a thing yet. Um, and for that reason, we I, I can't really piece together what the culture was. Um, but I do know what you're getting at. The whole, you know, you don't own your dog or whatever. Like, it's, yeah, it's, or it's a partnership or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of San Francisco as well, um, did you ever take her to Fort Funston? Um, yes, all the time. Nice. We actually live pretty close to it. Although we kind of stopped after a while because she would get so dirty. <laughs> um, so for, for, we, sorry to interrupt, but for anyone listening, Fort Funston is just like a, a beach in San Francisco and you can have your dogs off leash. And like, if you go on the right day, they'll probably be like easily a hundred dogs, if not more. Yeah. It's great. We loved it. And we literally live like five minutes from there. So, um, so we, we took her quite a bit, but then after a while, it's like, man, we got to give her a bath. Like every time she goes there because, um, she, she gets so dirty, but she loved it. Super loved it. Uh, okay. So I think the last, uh, oh, I have a couple, uh, they're kind of related. So, um, how was like bringing your dog to work? I've never done that. And I've had the only dog who would have been able to do that was my childhood dog all my other dogs are not that well behaved so how is it to be able to bring your dog to work um you mean at at bl yeah, just like <laughs> like in general like is it, like is it cool like do you think it's cool like uh you know being able to have your dog with you or... like the concept of having your dog at yeah. work i think um i think that um I'm all about having your dog at work. Um, if if the last company I worked for allowed it, <laughs> it 
It would totally be a thing. Um, I, you know, dogs do something for you. Um, they, they really are kind of like therapeutic animals. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I just, I just moved to Portland and apparently at the, at the PDX airport, they have, you know, therapy dogs there just chilling, helping people out, um, with their, you know, airport stress. Yeah, I've heard of that. How much better would um, my working life be if if I had my dog with me all the time? Oh my god, um, yeah, much better. Yeah, I mean, I think of it like you're just like try, like whatever you're trying to like formulate an email or something, and you just stop and pet the dog and like you know kind of help you process it or you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, if I want that though, I mean a a dog. I don't know if I want my dog because I don't want to be responsible for anything they would do um Mm -hmm. but that's also uh for like the listeners like a very like san francisco bay area like tech startup like yeah you can bring your dogs like um i don't think that's probably like a big thing in the whole country i mean maybe i'm wrong but as far as i know that's not like a widespread thing yeah i'm not sure i i know there were a few times i went to like the googleplex and you just see kind of dogs everywhere and you're like wow that must be nice um i tend to feel like it's a very silicon valley thing but who knows yeah um and so uh you mentioned therapeutic and planes and so uh you told me before that uh suki was like a comfort animal so can you talk about like that like getting her to be that and what's that like to have um so it was actually quite it's quite easy if you're if you if you have mental health issues, which I do. I deal with anxiety and depression. Um, it was just to to get her approved to fly with me on a plane as an emotional support animal was basically just a matter of getting um, my psychiatrist and my therapist to write a letter um, <clears throat> and get her approved. You have to get approved per airline. So in in the last time she flew with me to New York. Um, was with JetBlue, and so um, we did some documentation and um, got her approved to fly. And um, Suki is just great for that kind of thing. Um, Not only great for me, but, like, (laughs) she kind of lights up the whole plane, you know? Um, She doesn't fuss. You know, she's not the kind of dog that will, like, poo and pee on the plane or whatever. Um, She just kind of keeps to herself and is really, really you know, quiet, doesn't bark, you know, so, so the times we have flown with her, like the crew just completely falls in love with her. Um, but it, obviously it's really great for me. I mean, um, the times that I've, I've needed that I've really needed it and, and, um, and it helps quite a bit, um, to have that support. Yeah. And so like, does she fly free? Like, how does it, like, with you? Like, or do you have to pay, like, uh, like for her? Um, as an emotional support animal, I don't know how it is with other airlines, but with um, with JetBlue, it is free. Okay. So I don't have to buy her a seat. Um, she can come with me. And, you know, technically, she's not supposed to be on my lap during the flight. They totally let me do it, though. And um, she's kind of too big to be a lap dog, but, you know, I... <laughs> Did it anyway? Comfortable though. Right? I mean, planes aren't that big. Totally, yeah, totally comfortable. I think of it. Um, it's just like 
like I I haven't flown too much, so I haven't seen uh like a a dog on a plane before. But I just think of it from like a child like mentality of like what there's a dog here like this flies instantly better like even if you don't even interact with the dog it's just like that is yeah. there it's just like whoa this is way better like there's a dog at this party like <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, we people were it's people in our you know area of the plane were like super jazzed about having Suki there. Um, <laughs> Which was nice, you know. That's that's what that's the best case scenario, right? You don't want people going like, ah, that damn dog keeps he's barking and making noise and biting people or whatever. You definitely don't want to get banned from from JetBlue oh, yeah. for your dog misbehaving. But we have all the confidence in Suki. She's like, she's a little angel. And plus, <clears throat> like as well, it just makes it easier to be able to like travel, right? Like you don't have to like, do we put her in like a I don't know what's the word daycare or whatever and ha- like have her there for like a week. Like we've done that for like a party we had for a day. And it, like the, our dog, when we picked him up was squealing like a pig. Like that's how happy he was. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You have this like 85 pound lab, black lab, just sprinting uh, in place on the harness, uh, squealing like a pig. <laughs> um, so that's that's awesome. Um, I know some people kind of make jokes about comfort animals. I think some people have tried to like exploit it more. Like, I think I've heard of like a comfort like parakeet and like all sorts of like other animals. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't uh, know like how much people kind of push the envelope on that. Try to, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I for me it was legit, um, and I don't know whatever works for you. I guess. If, parakeet could work i don't I mean, know like, yeah like i don't even remember if it was a parakeet but there's definitely a bird i saw a bird <laughs> one <laughs> yeah i mean i guess whatever works whatever works cool um well i think that's um all the questions i have for you thank you so much uh for coming on uh, i've been trying to get you on for a while so i'm glad we were able to finally make it work yes um my pleasure um do you want to like I mean, where do you, where would be the best place if anyone's like, I want to see uh, Jonathan's pictures of Suki, just like your Instagram account? Um, I don't really have a whole lot of her on my Instagram account. Um, plus, I just went, I, that's a private account anyway. Oh, it is? My personal. Oh, okay. Um, but as far as, I mean, the 52 Weeks of Suki project is still actually on Flickr. Okay. Um, and um, I have a blog called Jonathan Fleming's blog, which is old, but there's still photos of Suki on there. Um, and so that's that's probably where you can see my stuff these days. I, I used to have a website, but you know, <clears throat> that was when I was actually trying to make money off of um, photography, and I don't do that so much anymore. I kind of just kind of enjoy it for myself. Oh yeah. Um, has anyone ever asked you to take pictures of their dog? Um, yes. Did you do it? I don't, I don't think I've ever done like a paid session, but I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely done photos for for friends. friends. Okay. Do they turn out? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I'm used to working with Suki, so, you know, working with the dogs is weird. Yeah. 
um, it's you, you have to every dog is different, you know. Yeah. So that's again why I'm not I'm I wouldn't call myself like a, a an awesome dog photographer. I'm pretty good at taking pictures of Suki. Yeah. Like I'm a good Suki <laughs> photographer. But there there are some there are some like really legit pro dog photographers out there that um, can just work with any dog and their work is amazing. Totally, I totally respect them. So I'm going to call you the world's best Suki photographer. <laughs> I, I, I think I can agree with you, that. You, you can, you can, uh, you can take that crown. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if please subscribe to wherever you listen to this, please rate it. If there's a way to rate it, it helps grow the show. Um, I want to make a push to uh, make the Instagram page obviously more active, definitely more active, but bigger and try to draw more people in. So follow it there at the good boy pod. Um, I think that's all the notes I have. So uh, hey, do you remember? I mean, I, uh, do you know what my little sign-off is at the end of each episode, Jonathan? No. Uh-uh. So I always say, keep petting those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice.